what's up? This is Articulate with Steve McJones, and I'm your host, Steve McJones. You guys pumped? The first full episode. Can you believe it? Because I cannot. I do want to preface this episode with three things, uh, all about professionalism, all about me being unprofessional. First, I apologize to all you well-versed editors out there because I am really bad at editing, and if you listen to my intro episode, and probably this one, it's not great. But it's me doing my own thing, and I I want to get better and learn. So bear with me. Hopefully, I'll get better. Number two. Well, two and three kind of go together a little bit. They're about my professional career and how people who listen to this podcast are going to view me. The first one is curse words. Obviously, adults use curse words in regular conversation, okay? That's just part of articulation and expressing yourself. Unfortunately, these words have been labeled bad by some unknown force that nobody knows about. Secondly, well, this is the third thing. (laughs) This is kind of the third thing, is weed. Uh, I probably will be smoking weed with some of my guests on here. The stigma behind marijuana is really, really dumb. If weed is bad, alcohol should be just as bad, but all adults are alcoholics, so grow up, okay? That's the whole point of this preface, is just grow up. All right, now the actual episode. Okay, so I gave a little bit of context in the intro episode about why I'm making this podcast, but now I really want to dive into it. If you haven't seen Dave Chappelle's Sticks and Stones special on Netflix, please please watch it. That is the main reason I'm doing this right now, and I know hopefully that is <clears throat> that it is inspiring many other people to do the same thing that I'm doing. The whole point of the show is to talk recklessly. This man, Dave Chappelle, has been through so much shit in the Hollywood industry. I just watched an interview with Cat Williams describing what exactly went down with him and why he is where he is now, and I cannot believe that he has been through so much shit and still remains Dave motherfucking Chappelle. He has his name set in the world, and they, the Hollywood industry, t- tried to crush him. They tried to... What happened was he had two seasons of The Chappelle Show that were crazy on fire, everybody loved them, and he was making Comedy Central $500 million. And what happens when you make a big company like that, $500 million, they say, oh... We didn't expect you to make that much money. The fact that you made $500 million makes your contract invalid. How about we offer you 10% of what we earned? Listen, listen, listen. I understand that $50 million is still a shit ton of money, okay? That's a lot of money. However, $50 million of $500, he could have made $250 million. He was supposed to make half. And it, it just amazes me. So what, what they did was when he said, no, he turned that down. He's like, no, I'm not making the next season unless you give me what we had agreed on. And they said, okay, uh, well, by the time you get home from here, everybody's going to think you're a crackhead. And guess what they did? He flew home to Ohio in Yellow Springs. And on the way home, by the time he landed, Every the story was out. It was out that Dave Chappelle was a crackhead, and he was labeled just nobody would hire him after that point because because of what the industry did to him. What money 
can get you in the industry is insane. It's it's just wild. So Dave Chappelle says, fuck this, and moves to Africa for five years. So you're going to convince, so this is what Cat Williams said. He says, you're going to convince everybody that this man who has a family in Yellow Springs, Ohio, and has access to all of the places with the best cocaine in America, goes to South Africa to smoke crack? No, 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 no. I don't think so. That's why I respect Dave Chappelle so much. He came back after the five years, started putting in the work. I don't know what he did, actually, for a while. But he came back in, like, 2016 and came out with two new specials that killed. Everybody loved those specials that loved Dave Chappelle previously. I know some people that are a little critical of his newer stand-up just because they're used to old Dave Chappelle, which I understand. But as a person who's in into the modern, the contemporary stand-up scene and the comedy... I really enjoyed what he did. And the fact that he did it after after getting canceled or whatever through Hollywood, it's just it's just incredible that he was able to do what he did. Again, it really inspired me. And this last special that he came out with, Sticks and Stones, I think it's going to start a movement. I'm, that's what I want to add to. That's what I think the point of this podcast is for me, is to add to this movement about talking recklessly. I understand that there are offensive things that are just unnecessary and negative and dumb that piss people off, and those things should be, there should be consequences for some things. However, if somebody meant no harm in what they said, if they were just trying to get a smile, if they are just trying to perfect an art that they love, then you can't blame them for that. You can't you can't cancel somebody just because just because you didn't like something that they said. If there's no aggression behind it, then you're allowed to say no. You're allowed to say no, I don't like what he's saying. I don't want to listen to it. But you can't deny other people that do like it. You can't deny them the opportunity of listening to this comedian or watching this movie. Because they might really enjoy it, you know, if if they get into it and they love it and they laugh their asses off, you know, good for them. They are allowed to do that. If you don't like it, don't support that artist. Don't go out and, and watch these movies or anything. Don't watch it just to be critics. That's just dumb. At that point, you're the negative person. You're the, the person being dumb. <laughs> it's just, it's just art. You know, you don't, you don't, you can choose not to like it. That's the whole point. So this leads me into where I'm going in my life and what I want to do. Whew, it is hot in here. I I don't know if you can tell or not, but the microphone that I bought is not the greatest one. I mean, this is just the first this is the first episode. So I wasn't going to go all out with the budget. But now this microphone picked up freaking everything in it's got 360 view, which I didn't even know that I didn't want before. And it does this crappy thing where when I start recording, it sounds bad at the beginning. And then it like evens out. It's freaking weird. But I had to turn off the AC in here. I'm sweating my balls off. It's awesome. But this leads me into my passion. What I want to do in the world, where I want to go. This whole comedy thing. It starts out from the Dave Chappelle thing because... 
it's part of my brand to make jokes that are a little over the line. If you know me, if you follow me on Twitter or Vine back in the day or Instagram, there are some things that I say that perhaps get me in a little bit of trouble or whatever. I think probably there was good reason for those, you know. I definitely deserved a lot of what, what's happened to me. However, what I learned from those experiences is that if people know that you're a genuine person and kind of a nice guy, like me, obviously, I'm freaking awesome. Uh, <laughs> if people know that about you, then they cut you a little bit slack when you say something that's that's not so great. Yeah, and so I want you guys, I'm doing this podcast because if people try to label me a crackhead, you know, I'm I'm not a crackhead. I'm not. I might be a heroin junkie, but I am not a crackhead. <laughs> yeah, so I want to give a little bit of context to who I am. Ever since I was a little, a little wee schoolgirl back in the day, I remember in preschool thinking, one day I want to be an actor, or I want to be famous, which is kind of dumb, but I've kept that mentality with me all throughout high school up until now and hopefully in the future, because I really do see myself as a positive influence in the world, and if I can make it to a, a national scale and an international scale, a global scale... <laughs> probably not that big. It's a little pretentious of me to think that I'll have any influence at all, but I at least want to try. You know, I think I'm positive enough to to keep people interested and maybe goofy enough and clever enough to swoon women and, and convince people to make better decisions in their life. And like I said uh, in the intro episode, to understand a little bit more about the world and where we're at and why people make the decisions that they do. So yeah, I'm super pumped about it. Uh, I love comedy. That's where all of this stems from. I like. It's probably because my dad is such a such a goon chipper. If you know him, <laughs> he always told like hour long stories at, at the dinner table that ended in the stupidest poop joke that you've ever heard. But it really, you know, it really took a hold of me and. I firmly believe that there is nothing better. Like, who doesn't like to laugh? You know, can can you tell me one person that, first of all, making them laugh doesn't make you feel good, and then laughing, that feels good too. You know, it's just, it's a two-way thing for me that still amazes me. Like, I will, there will be a point where I will go to no end just to make somebody smile, just to make somebody crack a smile, even if it's in the worst way possible, talking about, joking about serial killers or school shootings or whatever. <laughs> I know that's awful, but this is the whole point of the podcast is to talk recklessly. And school shootings and serial killers are not funny. I get that. I don't support mass murder in any way, shape, or form. I do not want to harm anybody. And I do not want anybody to harm anybody else. I am stating that right now so that in the future and people looking at my past will understand that I am not an aggressive person. However, there are some things in comedy that it helps to joke about because 
if you look at those topics and the dark the dark matter subjects, it's it it really is depressing. I went through a phase in high school where I was depressed for a while. And the only my only defense mechanism to it was joking. You know, that's the only thing I could do. And I I, I hope some of you can relate to that, to be honest, because in times of, of sadness and darkness, there's just a cloud over your whole world. And it hurts. It feels bad. You think this moment right now is going to outweigh any positive moment in the future, and you'll never, you'll never see the light again. You'll never get to a place where you feel almost the exact opposite way. And I'm here to share with you guys and give you hope because, again, I went through a little depressive period. I, even if it was little, I've never gone through anything serious. You know, I've never had had surgery before. I haven't had uh, anybody major. My grandpa died, which was pretty sad, but I wasn't that close with him, you know. I still felt depression on a level of where it affected me and it affected my everyday life to the point where I was unproductive. I felt like a social outcast and I just wasn't enjoying life to the fullest. That is not something that you should have to deal with ever. You should always have people that are uplifting around you. You should surround yourself with people who make you feel like you are fulfilling your complete potential. Now, this all sounds really cheesy, and I'm a cliche asshole. I talk in cliches and metaphors and idioms because a lot of those stem from, like, experienced adults. I hate to be this guy. I really do. But... It's true. Like, adults say the things they do for a reason. Like, the fact that somebody told me once, you can do anything you want to do with your life. And I was like, yeah, right. That's just dumb. Because you can. Like, you literally have so much time in the world. If you are, if you've been to college and experienced that, like, the first day that I was a freshman in college, I was like, well, now what? <laughs> now what? <laughs> like, what do I do? <laughs> and I just sat around my whole freshman year just smoking weed and watching It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia, which, looking back, doesn't sound that bad. But, you know, I wasn't socializing. I wasn't finding new movies or shows or expanding my knowledge at all. And it really put me in a slump. I hated my freshman year. It was awful. I don't, like I said, I don't want people to, to experience that. I want people to understand that there are, there are highs and lows in life. But just like the U.S. stock market, <laughs> I mean, you don't have to use that one, but this is what I'm going to use as a metaphor. Kind of like the U.S. stock market is it, it continues going up. You will have ups and downs in life, but no matter what, the the ups will always keep getting higher and the lows will keep getting not as low. It's just how it works. Or if they do, if there is a big low, there's going to be just a, as big of a high, if not higher, that will make it worth it, you know? And And the thing that you have to realize from those lows is exactly that, that you're going to come back, that life is testing you with these lows to see how you react. And if you react in a positive way and choose to learn and choose to grow, then 
that's what you do. You, you learn and grow, and, and you become even more of a positive person. I do want to say right now that there is a cheesiness to positivity, which is kind of annoying to me, because growing up around a cynical person or two and being a cynical person for a bit, I can see why, like, fucking, like, the life is good thing, a lot of the cliches that adults say are very, very annoying. They, they piss me off just as much as they probably piss any of you guys off. But you have to understand that they're coming from a place of positivity. My goal is to spread positivity in a way that's not cheesy, that most people can relate to and think, okay, I kind of see what he was going for. Or what, what I really want to do is I've started... Uh, I have a few scripts that I've been working on, and what I'm realizing in my scripts is that I want, I want to put people through an emotional journey. You know what I mean? I want people to connect with these characters and put these characters through a, something that makes them change and grow for the better. Through that, you should be able, as, a, as an audience viewer, to see this character develop and hopefully learn from them. Coming back to it, like I said, there are adults that tell you you can do anything you want to do in life, especially if you're a smart person, which, again, it's pretentious, but I do consider myself to be kind of smart. Yeah, I don't know if you knew this or not, but I got like two grand to get into OU. Yeah, it's pretty tight <laughs> to OU. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but if you put your mind to something, you can do anything. The whole point of me going over that is because... I'm going into this industry because I've, there are so many problems in the world that majoring in one specific thing or doing one job, like being a doctor or being a nurse or being a philanthropist, I don't know, a therapist, whatever. Those are all great jobs. Those professions, people put hard work into what they do to see the world become a better place and to, to make, like Buddha said, be the change you wish to see in the world. And growing up, I couldn't, I don't know, I never really thought about it like this until probably about a year ago. Going into the movie industry, there are people that are sick and dying, but there are also people that have acne, you know, or people that are balding, or people whose houses catch on fire for some stupid reason. There are always people in needs and people that have cancer, people that have any disease. There are always things in people's lives and pursuing one career to help one of those things just doesn't seem fair. So what I've come to realize about movies and comedy is that anybody can go into a movie or a comedy special with an open mind and come out feeling better than they felt before. They were able to forget about their problems for 30 minutes for an hour, for two and a half hours, however long you make your piece of art, they were able to forget about their lives. And that's really my end game with my life. I want to be able to spread positivity in a way that anybody can enjoy. So, yeah. Bitch. All right. So, wrapping up, I got a little heated there, not only in talking about my passion but also because the AC is still off and I am also drinking a little bit, so that doesn't help. But 
thank you for being my therapist and letting me get a lot of this out. And I hope you enjoyed it, enjoyed this episode. Uh, if you didn't, hopefully you'll be able to enjoy my episodes with other people a little bit more. Uh, I'm hoping to do that more often than episodes by myself. So if this didn't get you intrigued, please give it another chance with, with an episode with a guest. I would really appreciate that. And if you don't want to, that's also fine. I can't make you do anything. You're your own person. Whatever. Okay, bye.